Hi, everybody. I'm Deanna Huggins. I'm serving at Case Western Reserve University in Cleveland, Ohio. I am an AmeriCorps service member. I will be facilitating the mental health first aid component here at Case Western Reserve University. Healthy Minds Alliance is an innovative AmeriCorps program managed by Health360 that engages AmeriCorps members of all ages and backgrounds to meet critical mental health needs in communities served by their host sites. AmeriCorps members serving with the Healthy Minds Alliance receive a stipend during their 10-month service term and upon completion of their service term, receive an education award which can be used to repay qualified student loans and to pay current educational expenses at eligible institutions of higher education and training programs. If you're interested in becoming an AmeriCorps member or would like information on how your organization could become a host site, please see our show notes for information on how to apply. Welcome, current, former, future AmeriCorps service members. My name is Michael, and I will be your host for today's Healthy Minds Alliance podcast. And I'm also a currently serving AmeriCorps member. Joining me today is Deanna Huggins, a current AmeriCorps service member who is serving with Case Western Reserve University. Deanna, welcome to the show. Thanks. I am so excited to have a chance to talk with you today. We were chatting a little bit before we got to recording, and you have some really interesting things I want to get to. But we always start with, tell me a little bit about yourself, who you are. And again, you're sharing with strangers on the internet, so only share things you're willing to to share with strangers. But you can talk a little about who you are outside of your work with AmeriCorps or both, blend it together, however you're comfortable. Well, I am a fourth-term AmeriCorps service member. I have done uh, Healthy Minds Alliance. This is my second tour. My first tour was in 2017 to 2018, teaching mental health first aid. I also have done two tours uh, over the course of the last two years with uh, an organization called University Settlement, facilitating workforce development, professional development, and financial literacy, which is amazing. I'm so grateful for that opportunity. But my first love is MHFA. I have learned so much about myself, my family, my friends in terms of spotting the signs and symptoms of uh, mental health diagnosable disorders. And so it's just been a huge blessing and learning so much about this particular content. I suffer from depression and anxiety. And so just in learning about that for myself, when I first came to mental health first aid, I started understanding like, oh, that feeling that I got, that's, that's, that's anxiety. Before learning what anxiety felt like or what anxiety looked like, I just thought there was something wrong with me. And, you know, when you have those types of feelings, it's just like, oh, uh oh, <laughs> there's something wrong with me. But you don't want anyone to know. You don't want anyone to see. And you don't really want to, you know, embody it and say, that's me. But the first time I went through the mental health first aid training and they talked about the heart palpitating and you know, the anxiety that comes with a panic attack. I was like, oh, like it was like, you know, the sun and the moon and the stars, everything opened up for me. So I kind of started to understand myself and I, I started to understand my journey. And in learning my journey and understanding my journey, the awesome thing about mental health first aid is I was able to help other people as I learned about my journey, walk their journey. And so it's, it's just an amazing opportunity. It's such a blessing. And I just feel, I feel very thankful for it. Again, I share some of that with you as well. I know people who've listened to the show know I, I mentioned this before, but I very clearly had depression and anxiety as a youth. I, you know, I was in high school. And I just 
I would cry because I didn't want to go to school and my parents, you know, they didn't know what to do with me and I didn't know how to articulate. I was depressed. They just thought I was lazy. You know, I definitely grew up in that age of tough love. Like we don't have enough time for your problems, get to school. But as I got older, I'm like, oh, that's what that was. And, you know, getting into the mental health first aid, the youth mental health first aid specifically, I have a lot of passion around that because I don't want anyone to have to go through what I went through. Right. I managed to get through it. It wasn't always easy. It wasn't always pretty, but I got through it. But if I can help even one kid not have to deal with what I dealt with, then all the time and effort I spend is worth it. And I'd like to believe that my, my legacy in this role will be more than one person for sure. Now, you mentioned you, you this is your second term, but you've got a, you kind of have a few gaps in there. So let's go back to the beginning. What brought you into AmeriCorps and Healthy Minds Alliance specifically the first time? How did you get involved? Did you know someone? Was it related to college or work or... I know a lot of times I hear there's like a friend of a friend who did it. But so what was your way to get into AmeriCorps originally? In all transparency, <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw uh, an Indeed post and it gave so many perks in terms of I have, of course, I have some student loan debt. And mm-hmm. so it talked about, you know, um, getting the stipend for, or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the Siegel Award, you know, for education. And then it talked about getting a stipend and it talked about all of the wonderful things that you would learn. And it gave so many professional development opportunities. And so just in reading the list of things that it had available, I was like, you cannot beat this with a bat because this is mm-hmm. just everything that I need. And I'm, I'm a lifelong learner. I love the idea of lifelong learning because, you know, there's so much that, that comes in that building and in that growth as you go along in life. And so when I looked at the opportunity and then it gave me, honestly, I feel like I was driven to it because it gave me an opportunity um, to do what I do. I was originally uh, a thespian, a former thespian, you know, oh, nice. little boy, it's got a little something, you know. Uh, and so I felt like I could use that. You know, I know that I, I have a lot of passion and a lot of excitement and I love good energy. And so when I went and I, I, I went to Connecticut to do my training and I got to meet a, really, a lot of really nice people and it was like, I've never been to Connecticut. So, you know, that was an awesome opportunity. And then I learned a lot and um, it was wonderful. I came back home. The day I got back, I did a training. Oh, wow. Yep. Like that. Whew. I had a bit of a break between mine, which I can kind of see it both ways. Like if you're just like, you got to do one, you don't have time to get nervous. But again, as an anxious person, I needed time to pour over the videos and I took out the script and I was highlighting. I did some practices. I recorded myself and then watched them back. So I don't know if I would have survived that first time, but then maybe it would have been easier to just do it, you know, again, rip that bandaid off and get in there. Well, as, a, as I said, as a former, you know, uh, actor, lesbian, I went in and I was, I was ready. I said, you know what, we're going to get past these nerves and we're going to do this. And ironically, it was like I was home. It was like I was mm-hmm. home, like, you know, and the people I did my first one, I believe, at um, Baldwin Wallace University uh, here in Berea, Ohio. And it just was home. The people were so amazing. And I started off with getting to know you. I love to sing. So, you know, I started uh. my, my facilitation, like getting to know you, getting to know. <laughs> and the people laughed and they enjoyed it. And, and the you know, the energy was just so, you know, it was amazing. And it just was home for me. And it was, it's a tough, it, it's, it's tough content, mm-hmm. but when you're with people who are willing, just like you, willing to be so transparent, willing to be so open, willing to share, it's amazing in a moment, what you can really, really pull out and how people mm-hmm. can really connect around something so heavy. And you feel like, Hey, I am not alone. I think that's the most important thing when it comes to 
uh, mental health is understanding you're you're never alone. Mm -hmm. You know, you might not have the exact same feelings, but there's somewhere in there where we just connect mm -hmm. and we're just people. We're not genders. We're not, you know, identities. We're not this. We're not that. We're just, it's just you and me. And I love that. That touches my soul. And so I'm just grateful for that opportunity. I don't know what it was like in 2017, if it's gotten better or worse, or it's about the same, but I find that the people that are in these classes, they are hungry for the information we're providing. Because in some cases, it's new stuff they didn't know, or it may be refuting things they thought they knew, or it just may be solidifying things that they're already working through and giving them some specific tools and techniques to use. But there is an absolute desire and hunger for what we are providing through these courses. So again, I truly... I feel blessed that this is what I get. This is my favorite thing that I do with AmeriCorps is these trainings. I have some lived experiences, not just with the anxiety and depression, but other avenues. So I'm very, I have a personal connection to a lot of it. I'm very, very passionate about it. And it's counterintuitive, but we mentioned singing. When we go through the training, there's, there's like the learning agreement that we always go through. Like, you know, we're here, confidentiality, judgment-free. And the last one they always put is have fun. And that one always kind of makes me laugh a little bit because it's really heavy topics. We're talking about mental challenges, self-harm, suicide, drug addiction, overdose. This is not fun things to talk about. And I tell my, my classes, like, I will make it fun where I can because I can't do it everywhere. And I do get a little bit of personal satisfaction if I can get a laugh out of them because it's not fun material, but there's a couple places where I can slide in a joke and it kind of, you know, the levity kind of breaks things. And I really do like that. I think I, it lets me know I'm doing a good job if in the middle of that material, I can still get a chuckle out of some people. Yes. Yes. So you did mention that you are currently serving at Western Case Reserve University. Is the office you're working with in just the university as a whole, or is there a specific like office or program that you're attached to? Well, what I'll be doing is um, serving as the mental health first aid trainer for the whole campus. Oh, okay, okay. It'll be the whole campus, but currently I'm stationed in the dental research building with the health counseling services. And so it's like a combination between, inter well, it's what they call integrated health. So it's the, the counselors are available as well as the hospital and the doctors and the nurses. So everybody kind of works together to um, create this environment of like, they call it case cares. Okay. So it's it's really dynamic. It's really awesome. I love how the people here work together. The engagement is really, really important. I have high energy. And so I believe I was put here for that particular <laughs> reason because I'm just like, I'm going to keep this energy going. It's not easy to do what these people do, you know, working with this particular population. And since the pandemic, things have changed considerably in terms of youth and mental health. And so we got a lot going on. A lot of the young people came back after, you know, 2020. And now it's just, we're right back in the thick of it. You know, the, the pressure to succeed, the pressure to move forward, the pressure to do this, the pressure to do that. And so there's a lot on these clinicians. There's a lot on these nurses. There's a lot on these doctors. And so for me, I just want to keep people with the high energy and letting them know that everybody in this environment, you know, has some type of mental health, whether it's just people who don't understand the importance of self-care, if there are people who just don't understand the importance of maintaining that life balance, because life balance is just so important. Those are some of the things, and I'm not sure how old you are, but I'm 40 plus, Same. you know, <laughs> and so 
recognizing, you know, when you have family and you got kids and you got work and you got bills and you got this and you got all that, that, that life balance is just really important. And so while I'm here in the time that I'm here, I want to be able to support everybody that's on this campus. So you've touched on self-care and I just feel like that is such an important part of managing all the different stresses that, you know, just we as people face today, but also specifically us as Healthy Minds Alliance members and then, you know, mental health first aid instructors. Is there anyone or anything that you'd like to shout out that is or are a vital part of your self-care? I will say this, um, for this second tour around, because I've gone, we've gone through so much between 2020 and today, Mm -hmm. just as a people, as a nation, recognizing the importance of having good people around you, whether that be, you know, your personal relationships, your job relationships, whatever, it is just so important to connect with people. That connection that we lost in 2020 to 2021, it, it, it puts so many people in, in a bad space. You know, it, it brought up so many issues, social anxiety, you know, job displacement, so many things that happen. And to me, I just recognize the importance of connection. I have a woman at my, at, at my service um, station right now. Her name is Kendra. I adore this woman. She is an amazing person. Her energy is fantastic. Like I said, I'm high energy, but there are some people who are not. Right, right. And that there's nothing wrong with that. But when I come in and I'm dealing a, a lot around um, suicide prevention mm-hmm. and I have to work really hard for my self-care. My self-care is very, very important because every day I'm reading statistics about, you know, different cultures, different people, you know, the LGBTQ plus community and, you know, the, the statistics for the suicide rates. And it can be really, it can get me low. Yep. And so this Kendra, this woman in my office, she just, she's my spunk. She's my joy. She keeps me happy. Um, she has a little bowl with uh, these affirmations and I choose one. And I read it and, you know, uh, we might hang out and have lunch or I go for a walk or whatever. So it's just, it's good. It's good to have those people in the office that build your spirits up. It's good to recognize that it's important to self-care. Self-care is so important to me. I have my own personal business called The Rainmaker's Daughter. And it's hugely about mental health and self-care and just letting people know how important it is to support both your physical and your mental health and every day to include some self-care. So that's like the biggest thing to me. So primarily is your audience then for the people taking the course, faculty and admin, or is it the students? Is it the community around? It's faculty, admin, students, staff, the nurses, whoever chooses to come. Uh, Case Care supports pretty much the whole team. So I know that I'm nestled in the southeastern-ish area of Kentucky, and there's a couple different universities that are biased. University of Cumberland is in Williamsburg, and we have Berea College up in Berea, which if you don't know where I am, none of those, those words mean nothing to you. But um, <laughs> no. basically what I'm getting to is that we have had some success reaching out to some of those universities and colleges to, to do classes for their students because there isn't someone on site specifically for that. Uh, so I, I like the idea of the university having their own person because I think like, like we're primarily it's either sociology or psychology students. Like we're basically focused on like the seniors getting them before they go out into their profession. But I think everyone, everyone should have a version of this. Again, I'm particular to the youth because that's what I was suffered through. But whatever mm-hmm. flavor of mental health first aid that you can get, I think it's so helpful for everyone. Now, you've obviously you've done it for a while. You said you also did a, 
I think I don't know if it was on air, you did a couple other tours with like a different flavor of service. If you don't mind touching on that a little bit. So my first one in, from 2017 to 2018, I did it at an organization called Recovery Resources that was specifically geared towards individuals with substance use and substance misuse disorders. So they, there was a lot of different trainings there. Did some with, again, the undergrad population um, or just any of the schools that were in the current area. We did some with the um, police as well back in those days. Back in those days, that <laughs> seems like such a long time ago, 2017, right? In the long, <laughs> long ago. Back in those days. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, so we did that with them. And then um, just a lot, in the, a lot of organizations in the city of Cleveland. The only one that I feel like I'm really, really, I really, really, because I think it's like four years that you get to utilize it. I really want to do it with CMSD. Cleveland Metropolitan School District is the only one that we haven't hit yet. And there's so much going on in the city of Cleveland with uh, the Cleveland Metropolitan School District that I just really want them to grab a hold of this material and be aware because, you know, there's so much going on in the city. And so I feel like if teachers and admin and staff, if they had a better understanding of what's happening in their schools with mental health and substance abuse and, you know, just knowledge about what's going on with the youth, I think they would really, you know, benefit from it. So that's the only area where once, you know, my tour is over, I don't know why I keep calling it a tour. (laughs) I like, I'm like service, service, but that's how my mind thinks. But yeah, so that's what I, that's what I really want to do. I really want to give, I want this material to be, uh, soluble for those individuals um, that work with youth. Now, obviously, you've you've done lots of this. Now, you've done several tours um, with the AmeriCorps, and one of the things I always like to ask people is, you know, let me think of how how do I want to phrase this exactly. We get stuff from it. Like we, we want to talk about you getting you get a stipend uh, if you meet all the qualifications. You get the education award, which can be hugely beneficial. But we also just get experience uh, that we can take. We get trained on how to do these trainings, which can be its own career if that's something you're interested in. Mm-hmm. But is there any specific incidents or experiences that you want to share over any of your time uh, that just significant to you for some reason? It could be a course that you gave that something happened in or an experience you got to share about being a part of the program. Just anything particular that stands out is like, that is a really cool, awesome thing I got to do only because I was part of this service. Well, my favorite part of mental health first aid, and I think it really, it, it changed me in so many ways and it's so dynamic, is the the simulation for schizophrenia. Oh, okay. That simulation where you have a person on this side and a person on this side, and the, you know, you're the individual in the middle of it, hearing both of those things because my mother and i'm going to be very transparent because that's just who i am Um, my mother has schizophrenia and so the first time i went through that exercise i was like wow again ah oprah calls it the aha moment i call it the ah it's that moment where i was like oh my golly that's what my mother is going through that's that's what she experiences and as a young child and you're in school and you know certain things occur you're just a kid and you're just like, oh God, I'm just going to crawl into a, you know, but I didn't know that that's what she was experiencing. And just as an adult and, you know, maturing, getting to a place where I'm like, okay, I'm so grateful to understand her experience, what she was going through and what other people are going through. Cause one of the most dynamic things is learning that individuals with severe mental health issues, they're more likely to be a victim right. 
than, you know, other people. And so recognizing that, understanding that, you know, I saw a group of kids one time laughing at an individual who was talking to themselves as they were rooting through a trash can. And with the knowledge that I have, I was able to say, hey, you know what? You might think that that's funny, but what that person is going through in that moment, that's not funny to them. That's a challenge. You know, that, that, that those are the signs and the symptoms of this particular diagnosable disorder. And so before you laugh and make fun, you might want to think about what that person is going through. And it, I was so blessed. Mm -hmm. I'm a very bold person. <laughs> I'm kind of fearless in that, in that respect. Love it. Love to hear that. Yeah. The young kids, they, the young people, they looked at me and they were like, wow, I never thought of it like mm -hmm. that. And I would not have been able to be bold. I would not have been able to have this training and this knowledge had it not been for a Healthy Minds Alliance, Health 360, and AmeriCorps. So like I said, again, I'm privileged. I'm blessed to be able to have this knowledge and this information. Right, and thank you so much for sharing that with me. I, I do really appreciate mm -hmm. it. I, I work at a school and we talk about a lot of different things there. I'm support staff, so I'm not a teacher, but I work with the kids in different capacities. And uh, one of the things I like to try to say whenever I can is how important kindness is to me. Like, I just feel like if, if I could wave a magic wand and change the world, I would just make people more kind. I don't think that would solve all our big problems, but it would solve so many of the little ones that we would have time to work on the big ones. Because so much of that, the just animosity we have with other people is that we're not willing to try to understand them where they're coming from. And like, we're just not kind to each other. Right. I'm gonna get off my soapbox. But yeah, so I see that as you teaching those kids kindness. Like, you just don't, okay. you, you laughed at something you didn't understand. And if you would take just a moment to think about what it could mean and show some empathy or kindness, I think I just think that's a beautiful thing. And I'm so glad you had a chance to share that with them. So thank you. And I love that you said that because what went through my mind, you know that song, it's cool to be kind. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So it, it seems pretty clear to me that you are enjoying, you are benefiting greatly, not just the stipend, not just the education award, but you are benefiting greatly by having time in your service. But if you could go back and talk to yourself back in 2016 or early 2017 and kind of give yourself some forewarning about what you would be going through, what advice would you have given yourself back then to, to, to either make the transition easier or just prepare you for the work? Because it's service, but it's also work. Mm -hmm. Service that you're going to be doing over the next year and in, some, in your cases, multiple years. I have learned to be open. You know, I have learned to be open to experiences, learn I have learned to be observant, you know, the fly on the wall idea, watching people. I know engagement is like the most important thing to me. I come from the, uh, and this is going to be a shameless plug for my uh, alma mater, the great Cleveland State. I have learned that engagement is one of the greatest ways to educate. It's one of the greatest ways to develop relationship. It's one of the greatest ways to network. You know, you, we, you just never know who you can connect with. Each of us is connected in some way, shape, form, or fashion. You and I, we're on here and we're talking about uh, the transparency of dealing with the depression and anxiety. We can connect on that. I'm sure there are a lot of other ways to connect, but I've never met a person that I cannot connect with. I can talk to a brick wall and have it talk back <laughs> because I feel like there's nothing that I can't engage with. We're a part of everything that is around us. I'm attached to everything that is around me and I'm learning to engage with it. I'm learning to appreciate it. I'm learning to value it. I'm learning that it blesses me 
you know, right now you're blessing me with this engagement. Mm -hmm. You're, you know, offering um, questions to, to uh, my answers. And it's just, it, it feels good. It, this is, this is what's good about humanity. And in this moment, I know that you and I are both doing the work, the service of what the greater good is. And that's teaching other people that the stigma associated with mental health has to go. Mm -hmm. It's got to go. You know, we are all people and we all have our triggers, our trauma, whatever's going on. And it's time for us as a people, as you said, it's cool to be kind. Cool. Cool. I want to be kind to my mind and I want to be kind to your mind. So, you know, that's what I'm grateful for. So when I look back, I'm just grateful for this opportunity. I'm grateful to be able to meet awesome and engaging and dynamic people and just share our stories because that's what it's really about. As we bring this week's episode to a close, I want to once again say thank you to Deanna for joining me today and sharing a little bit about her experiences uh, with AmeriCorps and Mental Health First Aid Training, and obviously Health and Minds Alliance. I had a wonderful time in this conversation, and I hope you did as well. And I hope you'll join us again next week when we will have another amazing guest on to chat with. As a reminder, if you are interested in becoming a service member or have any questions about serving, or perhaps your organization would like to host an AmeriCorps service member, you will find information and links to follow in our show notes.